2: by Jigsaw Dating, the official dating partner of the Jigsaw. Dallas oh, wow. Cowboys. I know, right?
3: Okay. <laughs> Trying to get us some trip. No, not me. No, no, am no, 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 no. straight. To
2: be clear, you don't have to use that because I said the same thing whenever yeah. we got this rolling. Yeah. But Jigsaw is our sponsor. The name of the game is the Cowboys, and we are mixing it up here on Girls Talk, Boys Talk. It's actually Girl Talk, Boys
4: Girl Talk, Talk, Boys, Boys Talk. Talk, Talk. Girl Talk, Boys Talk. <laughs> Boys, yeah, boys, <laughs>
2: whatever. We're still working on it. <laughs> Haley Sutton with you today alongside Heckma Harrison. That's me. Got it. I, w- I don't know why I wanted to say something else, but I'm glad I got that. Heckma Harrison and Patrick Nosey Walker. Hola. Guys, so excited to chat with you today. A lot of us, a lot of things uh, for us to talk about. And we'll start with the breaking news that just happened on the last show you were on. Tristan Hill is no longer a Cowboy. Patrick, I want to give you the floor here uh, since you were kind of one of the ones to help break that news. The impacts that that has uh, for the Cowboys going forward.
4: Well, the the Cowboys, uh, they are already log jammed at the defensive line position. And this was prior to adding Jonathan Hankins via trade with the the Las Vegas Raiders last week. Um, And. It was something that defense, according to Dan Quinn, had spoken about time and again as far as having a great problem with trying to figure out the rotation. So you had guys like Tristan Hill and Dante Fowler who deserved more time but couldn't necessarily crack that rotation because of the performance of the guys in front of them. Tristan Hill had uh, one final you know, go at, at making his case when Neville Gallimore was ruled inactive just ahead of the Lions game because Neville, turns out, had a wrist issue that popped up. Um, but over the course of the week that followed – you know, Neville got healthy, so now it was Tristan Hill that was made inactive against the Bears. It seems like that was more or less the writing on the wall for Tristan Hill. Terrell Basham, I spoke with Terrell Basham a couple days ago. He said he's good to go, so he might be activated from um, injured reserve before the Green Bay Packers game. It's it's a numbers game at this point, so it wasn't anything that Tristan Hill uh, did wrong. Uh, kudos to that young man for his maturity. Uh, you know, he third defensive coordinator, in uh, his time, his short time with the Cowboys, and he still started to kind of flash and come on strong in limited reps. But at the end of the day, the Cowboys had to make a decision. And, and that was the decision they made that Gallimore, it was Gallimore versus Tristan Hill is my understanding. And Gallimore just has more value at three tech.
2: Eklah, you happy with that?
3: I'm just, you know, Patrick, keep it real. Just say everybody had their fingers pointed at the wrong individual. They thought last week it was Neville Gallimore that was on, right. that, right. you know, that was right. behind the eight ball, and it wasn't him. Right. It was a whole other guy. Right. So, y'all looking through the social media of Neville Gallimore, you should have been checking Tristan Hill the whole time. So, right. I mean, look, man, um, Tristan Hill's been skating on ice for a while. And, you know, he no longer had the Marinelli sponsor. So, therefore, things started to go. Um, Look, he had to perform this season. I think even through the summertime, everyone was questioning whether Tristan Hill was going to make the squad. Uh, He pulled out uh, a pretty damn good 2 of days uh, OTAs. He was was on his grind. He did a lot of good things. Um, But right now, I think the tape is starting to show you, man, that we are having some problems against the run. And it's interior. Guys are just not able to hold up. Uh, this defense that that we have is basically, you know, we need our guys to be space eaters. We need them to hold up, you know, the, the center guard, tackle, uh, to be able to allow our linebackers to scrape. Tristan just wasn't doing that. And mm-hmm. and he's just not built for that, really. I mean, he's a little undersized to be playing that kind of ball up front in the interior. So, no, that's why I thought it was important that they bring in a guy like Hankins, that that comes in, that's a space eater. You already have Neville Gallimore. You have Bo Hanna. And you got guys up, you know, That's you got guys Chauncey. up, Cha- Chauncey Goldston, oh, uh, guys that, this, you know, that really hold up well yeah. interiorly. Um, I think Tristan is one of those guys, he's a specialty weapon. He's a guy that you say, hey, pin your ears back, go after it. But, you know, you have to be multifaceted in uh, Dan Quinn's defense. So, you know, man, shout out to Tristan Hill, you know, yeah. for, for all the dirt that was thrown on him. Um, I'm sure they were trying to find him a landing spot, get something for him. Right. Um, a, a lot of times, you know, a new scenery for a guy, man, it's going to work out. And it's not as though he was a bum. So he no, is right. a guy that definitely is going to find a home somewhere, hopefully not somewhere in the NFC East.
4: Right, and, and for, <laughs> for those that um, need to know the, the bookkeeping part of it, we are now <laughs> officially after the NFL trade line, which means everyone is subject to waivers. Veterans and, and rookies and everyone in between, everyone is subject to waivers. So he will be subject to whomever. You know, wins that claim order um, going forward. So yeah, here we are, and the Cowboys are going with Neville Gallimore as opposed to Tristan Hill. But it's like you said, Nick. Uh, it's it's because they they have to show up the run defense, um, and when you have such an embarrassment of riches as far as rushing the passer goes, that mm-hmm. is something that Tristan Hill does far better than being able to stop the run. But you don't necessarily need that from your three tech. You need something you know more robust, and that's where Gallimore can kind of give you the duality of that at the three tech. And then when you pull Gallimore, now you're talking about a a super big body front when you put Quentin Bohana and Jonathan Hankins shoulder to shoulder in those particular run stopping sets. So
2: Tristan Hill played in six games last season. And this is a fun fact that I didn't know the seven games he played this season with the Cowboys is tied for the most he's ever played in a single season. So it just goes to what you talked about. Heck, Moe we wish Uh, Tristan Hill, the best of luck as he moves on. And as Patrick mentioned, trade deadline has come and gone. The Cowboys made no moves. The only move they made of course came last week with Jonathan uh, Hankins coming in to help the run game. Uh good or bad thing for the Cowboys to keep quiet today.
4: You know, you would there was only one position that keep I Keep it real. I,
3: here we. <laughs> one, keep one, it real. One, one, keep one, it one, real. One thing
4: Hepman we'll learned about me is the science is the science. So, <laughs> right. so the science is, is that the wide receiver position most certainly could have been addressed. Um, and I think that the Cowboys try to do so. But, and I said this on Media Mash, I wonder, because I'm confident and I'm hearing that they upstairs were having talks with the Texans about potentially Brandon Cooks, for example.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh,
4: And what might have been the deal, one of the deal breakers there on Brandon Cooks was the fact that he's guaranteed $18 million next year. Uh, And the Cowboys have some big names coming up. They're going to have to throw money at Trevon Diggs, Michael Parsons is after him, CeeDee Lamb as well. And you you kind of, you can't, out of one side of your mouth, say, we didn't want to pay a guy $20 million at receiver, talking about Amari Cooper, so you ship Amari Cooper away. But then you give up an asset for Brandon Cooks and the right to pay him fully guaranteed $18 million out Mm -hmm. of the other side of your mouth. You can't do both things. So I think that was uh, the one of the main cruxes on the Cooks deal, probably falling apart. But I'm also left to wonder if the Texans, maybe the Texans and, and the Cowboys got close and maybe they were willing to work something with the deal because Brandon Cooks probably would have taken less to get up out of there. Um, but when that Claypool deal came out and Claypool got the Steelers a second from the Bears, right? I wonder if the Texans doubled back and said, hey, Brandon Cooks is, has been a 1,000-yard receiver at several points in his career. If Claypool can get a second – we want at least a second, and a Cowboys team that, that drafts well and is enjoying the potential of Sam Williams as a second-round pick. We talk about Trevon Diggs is going to get his money. He's a second-round pick. Uh, no.
2: It makes you wonder about no, that Amari Cooper trade. No, so,
4: I mean, I, I would have liked, to, if they were going to make a move, for me it would have had to have been wide receiver, but I don't know that I was in on what it would have taken to get a Brandon Cooks is what I'm saying.
3: Hmm, that's interesting.
4: So, please tell us more I've because hypothetically let, let's say they let's say the Texas didn't go all the way to second round pick and if I'm the Texas I would have because again Claypool like I see even if I had agreed with you verbally and said you know what I'll let him go I'll, I'll let Brandon Cooks go for a conditional fifth or fourth or a hard fourth okay and we'll talk to Brandon and we'll we'll eat some of his salary. Let's say that's going on. And then across the wire, Chase Claypool traded to the Bears in exchange for a second round pick. If I'm the Texans, I'm like, <laughs> Really? Seriously, I want my second round pick. Or third, maybe, but again. That's if I'm them. In that same conversation, if I'm Stephen, Will and Jerry, I'm like, I'm not giving you a second or third. Because even if, in addition to that, even if you're willing to eat some of Brandon Cook's salary, I guarantee you're not going to eat 50 percent of it. Can't have both. Right. That's what you're saying. Exactly. So right. let me so.
3: say this. Uh, you know, for me... Just going back to the Bucks game, I think my confidence was shaken through that performance and that's why I would have bet anything. It would have been I would have bet anything that we would have made a move uh for wide receiver then. Yeah. Because it was just the performance, the the lack of production by the run every lack of production for everybody, right. uh, just showed its head in that first game. But then Dak being injured. You take all of everything, all bets are off. What are we going to do now? Michael Gallup is hurt. We don't know when he's going to come back. He's nursing the ACL. And we're down to Dennis Houston. And shout out to Dennis Houston. I mean, he had a, a, a tremendous camp. Fantastic. But it just, in game, he was a different guy. I mean, he no separation. And then, next thing you know, Noah Brown emerges, right? And then Cooper Rush is using him. All of a sudden, oh, my God, Noah, Noah Brown is a weapon. And so you are winning games where everyone had given up on the Dallas Cowboys and Cooper Rush is winning games with defense mm-hmm. and the running game. Right. I mean, the lack of production was there, but people just kind of swept that under the rug because winning obviously cures everything. To me in in my estimation and I was one of those people that was saying, "Look, trade deadline, we're going to make a move for a wide receiver." Mm-hmm. But then the Bears game Last happened. Week happened. That happened. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Oh, Kellen Moore got in his bag. You started to see more formations. You started to see the running game take shape with Tony Pollard. You saw the big playability, and you saw how offset the defenses were with how balanced we were as an offense. Now, look, that's not – Cowboy Nation don't want to hear that, you know, (laughs) because they believe, look, you make a move, we need to make a move. That's what we need to do to get over the hump because we feel like right now we have a championship defense. Mm. That's just it. But the truth is, if you look at the tape, you understand now that the balance that the Cowboys have legitimately, if you had that against Philadelphia. Oh, you beat the brakes off of Philadelphia.
4: Yeah, but then you have Dak in
3: Philadelphia. Boom. That's what I'm saying.
0: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yes, exactly. that's what I'm saying
3: because now that opens up everything. And I think, look, that's the short-sightedness sometime of a fan base that can't, you know, like, look, man, wait a minute. They just went and got – we need to get – no, 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 we straight. Oh, yeah, we never don't, – don't ever play that <laughs> Don't ever no. play that
4: game. So in, in that same breath, there were some that were asking, um, well, well, no, see, you know, um, the, the Eagles, they went out and made a trade for Robert Quinn. How do we answer that? You're looking at it wrong. That was the Eagles answering the trade for Jonathan Hankins. Yes, right. The, the Cowboys landed that first blow, so mm-hmm. that's what that was. Uh, and and to your point, Gallup got his targets. He was one of the main reasons the Cowboys got off to a fourteen and 0, uh lead against the Chicago Bears. Lamb got in his bag. Noah was out, and but to that latter point, Noah being out, you you. Just, I'm not one that's writing off a young man like Jalen Tolbert. It's way too early in his career to be writing that young sure. man off. But it's also fair to say that you expected some production from him from as a wide receiver up to this point. You're not getting it. They're not using – Turpin in the offense just yet not as a receiver you see him on some end around they have a package for him Uh, and and I I spoke with um, the assistant coaches today and the offense uh, assistant coaches and I was asking them specifically about that I said hey I know you have some packages for Turpin are you doing some risk management Robert Prince specifically said yes we do have packages for him but it it just kind of goes to whatever play is being called and I kind of floated this out there Haley um, a few days ago I said And this also touches on Heckman's point. Because the Cowboys are finding ways to win games before their offense was even firing on all cylinders, there's no need to go too deeply into the offensive bag because you're just going to end up putting it on film for teams to try to stop later in December and potentially the playoffs. So, do you, you have win.
3: that luxury though? Do you really, like if you win the games, you do. I mean, but that that gamesmanship stuff right now, man. I, all we want to do is win. You no, know, here, here's my point. You adapt on the fly if you're winning without getting deep into that bag. By all means. When San Francisco keep... came in here, they weren't hiding nothing. They had Debo, 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 and that was yeah. what that was. And so we're that's not nobody could stop Debo, right? It doesn't but... matter if you saw it. On so, film or not. so that's what I'm <laughs> that's what I'm saying right now. What do we have that people can't stop when we line up? What... Offensively, you mean. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. That's how we put points on the board. Yeah. You know, and what, what do well, we do? Not true. Disagree. Micah. <laughs> no, no. Hey. <laughs> Micah and Tank would have something to
2: say yeah. no, to you. No, but,
3: but, but what I'm saying is if you're going to win a game 7-0, I got it. I'm going to go with that all day. If yeah. we can if we can get that turnover. That's not going to happen every game. But I'm saying offensively, we saw well, – all I'm saying is we saw a wrinkle to this offense that I think we had been waiting on. We hadn't seen since last year. I mm-hmm. agree. All right? And so, I agree. you know, going into the playoffs or whatever we're going to do through the NFC East in in November this month next month um, those things need to start to take shape for this offense to go into the right. playoffs in some type of rhythm because we had no offensive rhythm just five uh, four weeks ago right. you know we didn't know how we was gonna win games with the Rams right like how the hell are we gonna get past that we didn't know defense defense <laughs> you know you know what I'm saying
2: but here's the thing and this is what I've been saying for the last couple of weeks now with the trade deadline approaching it was so hard to really evaluate the offensive weapons that we have, right? We know what CD is capable of. We know the threat that Michael Gallup brings from a a deep ball perspective, but none of them were being utilized because we had Cooper Rush at quarterback, right? So God bless
3: Cooper, Cooper God bless. Rush. Come yes. on now, come I on say now. That, I say that well, every I, I time. It's no, it's, it's no,
2: disrespect to Cooper. It's just the reality of the situation. Right the yes. reality is, is that Cooper Rush was throwing for what 150 yards, if that. One a touchdown game. a game. One if t- that. like he was very consistent, and so we respect what he's done. But he's not. He wasn't the starting quarterback. He wasn't able to utilize the weapons. Science. So now, as you approach the trade deadline, and we talked about this last week, it, it's hard to decide. Like, do we go out and get a wide receiver because? We haven't really seen what our wide receivers can do to this point. Then you have the game on Sunday. Dak comes out. You mentioned Michael Gallup setting the tone from the jump, reminding people, like, I'm that guy. right? Right. You have CeeDee Lamb getting involved, scoring the touchdown, making big plays down the field. We didn't see Noah, but I think that that's someone who can be worked in as well. So I kind of agree with you, Patrick. I don't know that you necessarily need to add in because then what I worry about, and this is what I worried about with the defense as well, that when you're adding too many cooks in the kitchen – the recipes get messed up. You don't want to have a bunch of cooks right. trying to cook a recipe.
3: You never had Thanksgiving dinner in my house, then. Like, you, <laughs> you, never got, had you got, you got, yeah, you got, you got aunts and grandma, and everybody in there. It, it come out. Though, Thanksgiving
2: though is a special occasion. I'm <laughs> not, We're not right. talking about every single. No right. I'm you know what I mean? And so I think, personally. While Jerry Jones kind of teased us a little bit all day, he's been teasing us the last couple of days. At first it was, oh, we're not looking. And this morning it was feverish and catching the caboose of the train or whatever the heck he said. Uh, So I think I'm okay with it. I think going forward we've seen what Dak is capable of with this offense, with this defense uh, going forward. And so I think we got to roll with the punches. And and
4: one last point, and I know we got to get the break here shortly. Uh, When it comes to the wide receiver core, I want to be clear in that especially coming off of the Bears game, I didn't feel that the wide receiver position trade-wise was a need. It was more of a want. I think the Cowboys felt the same way. That's why they were still engaged in conversations with Brandon Cook. But if it were a need, then you would have seen an Amari Cooperish kind of deal go down today. It didn't because it was a want, not a need. And also because you, you look at what Michael Gallup did on Sunday – which set up CeeDee Lamb to do what he was doing on Sunday. But then you talk about the three-headed monster in the tight end room.
1: Mm-hmm. That,
4: that's why receiver three My right there between Schultz, Ferguson, and, and Hendershot, that's why receiver three as a collective, and they still believe they'll get some kind of contribution from James Washington this year. So all signs point to as Dak continues to get his chemistry because he's coming off of injury, but he's starting to look like he's firing on all cylinders now. His confidence is there as C.D. about that, that <laughs> drop pick, but that ball was there. Right. As the timing starts to get back with these receivers, you know, maybe you didn't need again, need to go and trade for a wide out. Wanted to. Absolutely. Why not make the team better if that's the if that's the situation? But I'm totally fine with them not giving up what they might have need to to land Brandon Cooks. We're no. pouring
3: out liquor for Tr- for Tristan Hill tonight.
2: <laughs> yes, we are. And i also <laughs> like to throw out as we go into break that oh, well, no, Beckham Jr. Uh, is still an option for anybody wondering. Facts. Uh, still on the so street? just something to keep in mind as we take our first break here on Girls Talk, Boys Talk, Boys Talk on this Tuesday. Presented by Jigsaw Dating, the official dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. We'll be right back. Girls talk, boys talk. Presented by Jigsaw Dating, the official dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm glad there was no outburst uh, during <laughs> that read this time. Got Patrick Nosey Walker, Heckma Harrison here. We're all wearing our glasses today. Oh, yeah. I'd like to point that out. Jazzy in the booth also pointed out she has her glasses on. So
3: I can't see without mine. So I don't. Mm. You know, I'm not front. There is we go. I can't, I can't yeah, this
2: is a is cosmetic.
3: <laughs> what are you talking this about cosmetic? <laughs> I got the readers at the bottom of why.
4: Cosmetic. I'm point 42 with astigmatism. <laughs> I
2: also have an a stigmatism. Can game. I say really quick, just before we get back to the football talk, I was having this conversation with a friend the other day, and I just feel like people who are like born able to see are like some of the most blessed people on the planet. I agree.
0: I think like they how take
2: it for unfair grain. is it that you take, wake it up, you take it for granted? They don't get the the, the, the starburst effect at night
4: <laughs> when they're trying to drive, and you know. It, Okay. congrats to you and your working eyeballs. (laughs) You know, Uh, it's such a (laughs) flex.
2: It is a flex. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of working, uh, Adam Schefter, Tom Pilicero, those guys have been working all day long, tracking some of these trade deadlines as we move ahead to the second half of the season. Uh, Really quick, I want both of y'all's opinions on some of the trades that have happened today. Mm. Uh, In your opinion, uh, and I'll start with Heckma since I started with you uh, in the last block, biggest trade that happened today and most impactful.
3: You know Haley, I, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I I, I think the Miami Dolphins are <laughs> winning the trade deadline. <laughs> they are. They're a team that already. I, I look. Tua had questions coming into to the season to recue that trade from Kansas City, but then they double back. Um, they get better on at, at defense. Um, I think Baltimore did a damn good job too yeah. by getting Roquan mm-hmm. Smith. That. And a lot of people are going to say that shade uh, to Lamar Jackson, but I don't think so. I think Roquan Smith actually fits what they do so well. And if they can get stops in that division and in the playoffs, I think he fits. But I'm just going to say Miami. I think Miami was was a team that won I the think, trade deadline. I think
4: that's a good one. Um, Miami, they continue to double and triple down on being all in, on, on not only taking uh, the AFC East, but going deep into the playoffs. Um, but – I don't know, that the Roquan trade for me, uh, the Ravens, their defense that has cost them games this season. And a large reason of that, when we talk about the Cowboys run defense and the deficiency there, the, the Ravens are much worse. The Ravens are 32nd in the league. Um, Surprising and, though, right? Right, 32nd in the league in a number of 10 or more yards allowed per carry on the ground, mm-hmm. 31st in the league uh, in, in yardage per carry, so, Roquan Smith is going to drop him into the middle of that along with Patrick Queen. I think schematically, that for me might take it over the top. But the Dolphins, I mean, they're right there. you going to get Bradley Chubb. And I, the fact that they're all in and who they acquired, I could easily go with the Dolphins. But I don't want to say this is my UGA bias, but Roquan in a better situation.
2: Uh, my UGA bias you know, <laughs> here we Roquan go. Roquan in a better
4: situation can't be wrong for anyone involved. Is all I'm saying.
2: I like the Miami move. Obviously, I just moved here from Miami, so I spent a little bit of time. Speak of bias. Uh, there's no bias there. I want to be clear. The only bias I will say that I have is now that Jeff Wilson plays for okay. them, and the bi- that bias comes because he's right. a North Texas guy. All right. So. That's the only bias. Uh, And maybe the ESPN reporter that covers them, but we'll talk about that later. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, but seriously, I think that's a good move. I think uh, with Miami in the offseason, adding Mike McDaniel, adding Tyreek Hill uh, to complement with Jalen Waddell. uh, Offensively, they had it figured out, which is where I think they struggled last year. So then defense was just kind of about shoring up some of the things. They have Jalen Phillips in there who can make big plays. Uh, and now you're adding some other guys, Bradley Chubb in there who's mm-hmm. really going to help with the pass rushing. Uh so I agree. I think that that is a good move. Did you work for there. the Dolphins? I worked for a television station in Miami. So
3: okay. I mean you're, you just talk Dolphin fluently. Like, it, like I a knew? second it was second of language <laughs> over there. She intimated, she has
4: an inside track. Yeah, okay. But that's a story for Okay. Shout out to her. I
3: didn't know I was even going I was coming down your street like that so out to the down there. You see you, kept.
4: Yeah. I
2: might, uh, I might, I might have an inside, what? an inside
4: story. <laughs> so you we're know, so back is backdoor conversation. Oh,
2: Marcel, I hope you're listening. I love this. Um, so, anyways, big moves, big trade. Any surprises that you guys were surprised uh, about? M-
4: my biggest surprise is is just Chase Claypool. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, you know, and and. The Bears, it doesn't surprise me that the Bears went for a wide receiver because they need receiving targets up in in, uh, Chicago. Mooney's not getting it done. Equinemius St. Brown, he's not getting it done. And, you know, to a degree, as far as the tight end position is concerned, Cole commit, he's not getting it done either. You're not – Justin Fields just doesn't have the target. So you go and you get a guy like Claypool, and, again, schematically, makes perfect sense to give up a second-round pick, though – and I get it. You could say, well, they flipped it because of, you know, the, the Roquan trade and the Robert Quinn move. Fair enough. But it's still a second-round pick. So I'm, I'm, I was out on that. That was the most surprising was the compensation for that move, not the move itself.
3: No, I mean, look, Claypool, to me, I think if when, once he gets his head wrapped around what just happened, he's going to be in a better situation for the future. Um, in Chicago, because of all the you know the money that they have, what they're going to be able to afford in the future, I think that's going to be a better. Like right now, Pickett, that that whole situation in Pittsburgh yeah. does not look good. Yeah. Uh, and I, and Mike Tomlin is one of my, I love him, and I want him to always have success. But I don't know how he coaches his way out of this, and he's coached his butt off for a long time. Um, Brandon Cooks not moving. To me, I thought that was a situation that the Texans were going – and I thought he had some value in there. We're not the only squad that was thinking that they needed a receiver. So, you know, I thought he was going to be able to move. Um, But, you know, look, other than that, man, there were not any big, big splashes like you had been used to seeing. Like, you know, first-round draft picks giving up all across the board. You know, there were no Herschel Walker trades. You know what I'm saying? No super blockbuster. Nah, none of that happened.
2: I was surprised to see Calvin Ridley go on the move only because of the situation that he's been in to Jacksonville. That's
4: surprising from a risk standpoint. Yeah. Like,
2: wow. Yeah. Uh, and another one that kind of piqued my interest that we talked about a little bit earlier was TJ Hawkinson to the Vikings. thought that was an interesting move. Especially being that
3: it's in, inside the division.
4: Yeah. Like, I, didn't, I don't want to think
3: that that's like a shot at him. Maybe yeah. it's just Detroit saying we need to move this guy no matter what. I, I, Teams don't do that. But, but teams don't, say, do that. Yeah, teams the, don't do that. Teams don't do that. The Vikings? <laughs> to the Vikings. Who, who's also. I'm going to give you to my op. Right. I'm going to give you to my op, who's currently leading the division and already good enough to apparently take the Let's division up. and
4: make a run. <laughs> I'm
3: going to give you this weapon. All right. Here's another weapon. That's, I've that's tried a... to play the science. I didn't bring the, <laughs> yeah, oh. I mean? the science. My bad, dog. My bad. I didn't bring the science to I love it. Man, love no, it. I'm not going with that either, by the way. You explained it to me. Then I was still like. Okay. No, man, okay. no, okay. but now you okay. get it. No, I get it, it, but you know, get it. no, I don't care about that. Take like, no, I'm taking the, the cowboys, you know cowboys no you matter do. what. What balance? Ain't <laughs> no, no. no, I don't, I don't care, care counter- about balance. No, I'm saying us balance and counterbalance. We need that. Religions
4: and science, religion and science. Um, but yeah, I love that you brought up the Calvin Ridley situation because, um, that's a move the Jags made, not for now, for later, obviously, but they did so not even knowing when calvin calvin Ridley, will be allowed back on the field allowing mm-hmm. he's allowed you know assuming he's allowed back on the field but are, are they going to have him back for week one or is it going to be uh you know a situation where they tack on another six or seven games like the league did with randy gregory mm-hmm. and when he came back they said hey by the way sit six more right so the
3: jags rolled the dice it, it could work out in their favor but it could blow up in the face but Maybe uh, I just so don't understand crazy. the whole thing with Ridley. They are really heavy-handed on the situation with him, and based off of the comp- the money, yeah. you know, and just the way that they're—I I don't know—I have a I, I, my my opinion sways on it because he's going to miss this entire season yeah. because of that bet, yeah. um, and, and with legalized gambling, eh, never so, mind. So, no, so now, okay. yeah,
4: I say, <laughs> so, that's a hold story on. for science to today. the side,
3: and here's some feelings without getting too
4: deep in it. I agree because I I, I believe that it's it's. Super harsh and, and just over, In relation uh, re- to some of it's the a other... over It's an overreaction A wild overreaction In today's landscape Where gambling is, is legalized yeah. In most states And you have gambling partners With the NFL uh, And this young man He gambles on the game And I'm not saying He should have been penalized Because he should have been But to see his punishment Up against someone Like Deshaun Watson For example
2: Please don't get me started I won't <laughs> But I'll simply
4: say what, What's going on here You see And I'll leave it Does at that it make I just sense? want to know What's going on here That's You're all.
2: correct the one time that will allow you personally to put feelings. Yeah, I had yeah. feelings over facts. There, there, there are some
4: feelings. Uh I know the facts support the feelings in that one because it's like, hey, yeah, you know, if it smells fishy, it's probably some trout in the barrel. <laughs> Never
3: heard that one. <laughs> no. right. I'm from Georgia, yeah, right, so right, right, yeah, right, you, right, you hear right. a lot of. Noise. I'm just, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> so Georgia stuff where you, touch Texas folks. Yeah. <laughs> <us>. <laughs> All right.
2: Moving on. Uh, <laughs> uh, so last question on the trade before we kind of wrap things up with the Cowboys. Um, With some of these moves that were made today, do we think that a Super Bowl contender has emerged, or are we still waiting to see kind of how the second half of the season plays out? Hell
3: yeah, all feelings, Haley, hell yeah. Yeah. I don't don't feelings. All feelings. <laughs> Ain't no science behind it hell, hell yeah. We going. What you talking about? What? What are you talking about? You, you see what we did last week? We did Super Bowl. Okay. No, no, I'm right. just, no, I just look. I just honestly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing with Pat at this point. Uh, like, <laughs> whoa. No, nah, it's it's really one of those things where you you look at this defense, and that's the thing that I said. Like, man, if Dan Quinn can work his magic. You know, and we saw it last year with Michael Parsons and the way that he played. It was like, man, this is special. And the, the start that he got off to, the way that you see your veteran guys like Tank, the way that Tank is playing right now, um, guys like Chauncey Goldston, uh, Osa Digizua, um, the linebacking core. I, I even, you know, there's just certain parts and aspects about this team that I say, look, that's reminiscent of a championship-level squad. Um what tony pollard did last week i think that's what everybody had been saying that he was capable of and he went out and he did it we didn't see any short shorts in, as far as him in pass pro uh and so he cleaned that question mark that was you know for him up but i think there's so much about this team that i think is yet to be seen and i think dak and Dak's my favorite subject, by the way. Uh, I, I just feel like Dak is yet to emerge to, you know, healthy um, after the thumb, after the shoulder, after the ankle, after everything, to show you actually what he can do.
4: The Cowboys, especially in a wide-open NFC. Uh, and, and Wide-open.
2: wide Emphasis on that open. wide. <laughs> uh, Give me the
3: science,
4: Pat. Give me <laughs> the, the science. The Cowboys, and I said this earlier <laughs> this season, the and, I've, and, I've, <laughs> I've never, and I've said it every week <laughs> since, this, this defense – is a Super Bowl caliber defense, and I was saying this when people were still looking at me wide-eyed, like "Whoa, that's kind of premature." And yeah. now here we are, eight games in. Is it still? Are you fi- Are you Are you smelling what the rock is cooking yet? Yeah. This defense, bottom line, is Super Bowl caliber even before they started to shore up the run defense, which we hope they they did in Jonathan at the addition of Jonathan Hankins. So, period. Because the defense, and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention special teams as well. Between Covante Turpin and you got yeah. guys like mm-hmm. Darius Armstrong yeah. blocking kicks, and and you know, special teams. Super Bowl caliber. The only question mark was, when will the offense, not if, not can, when will the offense get it together? When Dak was injured, we knew it probably wouldn't happen until Dak got back, but then we also knew when Dak came back, there were still some timing issues that needed to be worked on that didn't get ironed out in week one. So he wasn't going to hit the ground running, but now you're starting to see it. So to me – Super Bowl-caliber defense was already in in existence. Special teams, being of a Super Bowl caliber, started to show itself over the first half of the season. And now, as we go into the bye week, the offense is starting to click.
3: That's my question. And and if you don't mind, i got to ask this question. For both of you, all right? Where's the question mark? It all can't be perfect. So where do you say, we we got to compensate for this group? What group is that? Right now,
4: until... Jonathan Hankins becomes acclimated and we see them really stop in the run, it, it remains run defense. At the moment, it remains run defense. J-
3: not the defense, run, run defense. Not yeah. offensive no, line, no. not offensive run line, any of the... Dif-
4: okay. Run defense specifically. And I believe that Hankins will help Solve that problem, but until we see it solved, it's still a question mark, to your point. Tight end unit, you don't have any questions with that because even if Dalton Schultz's uh, knee injury reaggravates, whatever, you've yeah. seen that Ferguson and Hendershot, they can contribute, sure. right? Running game, <clears throat> Zeke uh, is rested for the knee sprain, Tony Pollard goes off. We've also seen games where they play in tandem, and yeah. they're just brutalizing one after the other. Zeke goes in, he gets his yards, he, he pounds them, Tony Pollard comes in, and he slices it for a home run. Receiver core, that was the biggest question, right? But then last week, like you said, Hecma, Bears game. Michael Gallup off to a roaring start. That set up C.D. Lamb. And then the tight end group started to complement as well. So where is the question? The only question you could wonder about now is offensive line, but Tyler Smith is playing wonderfully. Tyron Smith is, quote-unquote, three to four weeks out. Cowboys might now find that their offensive line, which had OL depth questions going into the training camp,
3: could the Tyron Smith injury have been a blessing in disguise? Oh it, man, come on now. Come on now. Haley, what about you? You you got
2: Yeah, I just think I I agree offensive line. with Patrick. I think every single are you baiting me here? You think it's the He's offensive baiting. line? No, 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 I'm not baiting. I'm asking, no, I'm not baiting.
3: I swear to God, I'm not that sophisticated to bait you. No. I'm asking you no, to no, tell I think, I straight think up.
2: Every question mark that the Cowboys have had this season has been addressed. Off rip, it was the offensive line. Okay, what were we going to do without Tyron Smith? Tyler Smith slides in, and he's progressed every week. That's been the narrative surrounding Tyler Smith. Uh, The defense—I don't think there ever really was a question mark. The run D obviously could be adjusted, but they bring in Jonathan Hankins to help with that. The wide receivers—I said this at the top of the show. I don't think there was ever anything wrong with the wide receivers. I just think it's hard. Like you know, are you tossing a baseball with your dad, or are you tossing a baseball with a starting pitcher?
3: (laughs) Whoa. Shout-out to all stepdads out there. Nobody's
4: no, I
1: mean, you don't have yeah. the – you know, I'm
4: saying you don't have the – because I'm a step-dad, too. Well. I'm saying you yeah. don't have the
3: immediate exactly. chemistry. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. That, that's what I okay. mean by Okay,
2: okay, that. okay. Me being a stepdad. dad I what, didn't know where you were going with <laughs> that. that. I was like, okay, For on. me yeah.
3: – and just for me, the offensive line is, is where the biggest questions – and I think as the – you know, winning it is cosmetic to all of those things. Yeah. We're running the ball, so you're not as worried about your rookie left tackle as you were against Philadelphia – against detroit right. you saw him you know uh, he's going up against the best and so it's his and i've called it a baptism by fire yep. uh and as, as the later you go in the season he's going to continue to come up against those premier edge rushers when you get into the playoffs it's going to get even more uh premier well, here's, from that r- edge here's, rusher here's what
4: i meant by Tehran's injury unfortunately you never want to see it happen but potentially being a blessing in disguise because now you know what you have in Tyler Smith. So when Tehran comes back, if you're talking about best five, the best five argument might be Teron back at left tackle, Tyler popping back into left guard, and now you have your best five. So now your offensive line is going from having a question mark. That's a discussion. But yeah, it's, man. It is. That's... It is it's a <laughs> discussion that we need to have. But it's, 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 it, my point is you now have the luxury of seeing your offensive line possibly become one of the best in the league again, which is something it's not been since, what, 2016? So, And then flipping real quick to the defensive side of the ball, not only did you get Jonathan Hankins, but here's another addition. Damone Clark is on the field now, baby.
2: Yes, he is. Yes, he is. All right, we have to take our third and final break here on Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw Dating, the official dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys.
1: Food Slim, blended without added sugar. Smoothie King, rule the day.
2: Final block here on Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw Dating, the official dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, and get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Live, starting at just $20. Join now and get your fan pack, exclusive benefits, and more. You can visit dallascowboys.com slash united for details and to join today. Gentlemen. Final block here, we were talking a little bit in the break about what to wrap up with here. Patrick, you mentioned Damone Clark as we were coming out, so I want to circle back there. Uh, He obviously came in on Sunday with the expectation of playing on special teams, got a little bit more Mm. than just (laughs) special teams. I know that the feedback has been he was fine, yes, basically, Uh, uh, but just the impact that he brings on the field – and adds another layer to the defense. It
4: is. We're talking about a defense that we had already tabbed as being a Super Bowl caliber unit. Uh, And, of course, then you go and add Jonathan Hankins. But Damone Clark, this is a guy that uh, a lot of, Um, pre-draft graders had him as a first-round talent, and the Cowboys, I believe, absolutely stole him in the fifth-round, Cowboys being the team that discovered the neck issue that led to the spinal fusion surgery in March, and then fortuitously end up um, landing him in April. Um, But like you said, the plan was for Clark to go in special teams. Anthony Barr goes down with a hamstring injury, doesn't return, Uh, and here's a kid, a young man, I should say, who hadn't played a snap of football um, since, what, December at LSU, he gets thrown right into the fire, 40 snaps on defense, 17 snaps on special teams, had a couple of hiccups here and there, but was not the culprit of any big play, almost had his first career sack, and I think he should have, but they credited that to Demarcus Lawrence, but it was actually Damone who got his hands on Justin Fields first and clocked over 22 miles per hour on a play chasing Justin Fields down on the sideline, which is the fastest a linebacker has ever been clocked in the next-gen stats era. Damone Clark is going to be a monster for this defense, and the Cowboys couldn't be more excited uh, to see him on the field. And But it creates a logjam, I don't say but, and it creates a, a deepened logjam because Barr isn't anticipated to have a long-term injury situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jabril Cox was already struggling to, to crack that rotation. Now here's Demone. Demone is a better run stopper than Jabril. Uh, and guess what we were talking about the Cowboys need to shore up? The run defense. So I think uh, Dan Quinn and, and you know, George Edwards, there figure out how to get Demone on the field. Um even if and when Barr is back healthy and back on the field. Just a huge addition for the Cowboys' defense as if they needed another. Dan Quinn, he's Scrooge McDuck swimming
2: in the money (laughs) bin right now. So many weapons.
3: (laughs) No, I just – you know, the thing is it really um, confuses me on what we're going to do with Jabril Cox. Mm -hmm. He was a guy that there was a lot of uh, promise coming in. They knew that he would be challenged in the run, um, and – you know his his pass coverage was what they really graded him so much higher on. Damone Clark, how fortunate of us to find out he has a neck problem when I mean, we draft him. Oh yeah, yeah, by the way, he runs 22 miles per hour. Yeah. Oh wow, look at that! I you been know, uh, beating Michael in sprints. Yeah, right. I mean, all all those things considered, I I think. The linebacking position, even on the defense, that's where so much more is desired because Tristan Hill is out of here because of his inability to get guys off of the linebacking core. But you go back and look at the tape and you're saying to yourself, man, like, come on, lady, you can't get washed like that. Anthony Boy. you can't get washed like that. And even Damone Clark, as good as he was, there was situa- there was times where he underplayed, overplayed. Right. you know. But that's rust. Right. That's a guy getting back in the groove. No of training thing. camp, no preseason. And he, and he legit got held and they didn't – Anyway, that's, that, that's another. Story. Hey, I'll, you know, <laughs> we won't get that too. Far. All, 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 things being considered, I, I feel as though the younger we can get at linebacker, this defense, uh, if if he can be everything that we think, uh, the only argument I have is about him wearing thirty
4: three. <laughs> I, I like it.
3: Do you? I do.
4: I, you know, I'm a huge Dorset guy, and and I just I don't see a problem with
3: it. Yeah, I, know, I, just, I know
4: some do, but. I, just,
3: it, I love it look, it his story. His good. story is awesome. His story is awesome. His resilience uh, and ability to battle back from, a, I mean, spinal neck fusion. Yeah. You play a position where you're going to be using that part of your body all the time, yeah. bro. That's just the nature of the business that, that you're in. But third, look, Tony Dorsett, man, he's a legend. And no, there's a certain numbers for the it. Dallas oh, Cowboys I that I feel like no one should like wear. Nine. I, yeah,
4: I well well I 33
3: 33 it. for sure mm. is one that I, I have some some reservation but you know what one thing I could tell from his first out mm. He gonna represent that three three well,
4: and and that's why I have no problem with it. And I love when I, I was talking to Damone after the game, uh, and I asked him, I asked him how long did it take for him to get the jitters off, and he said after he made his first tackle, he was he popped up, and he was like, oh, it's still football, I still know how to do this. And I asked, you know, was he thinking about the the neck issue? and He was like, no, I can't, I can't do that. He was like, because once you start thinking about it, you mm-hmm. go out there and, and that's he's how a you, big old dude too. Oh He's a specimen. Yeah, he's, he's a big old dude, and specimen. that's exactly to be able to it, move that fast. But and that's, that
3: size, that's what I. I think Dan Quinn does, and and you know, like people guys have a type. He 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 definitely has a type. He likes a and big. We, and We like Dan Quinn's types. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And he has
4: he <laughs> is has.
2: That a, it... Is that a jigsaw plug in there?
4: Listen, Dan Quinn knows how
3: to swipe. Right. I'm not gonna plug nothing. <laughs> listen, when, it, when it comes to talent oh, go and scouting <laughs> between, listen, hey, I got go home. <laughs> when it hey, comes to
4: talent, Dan Quinn knows <laughs> the right times to swipe right. Yeah, I I
0: don't even think. What that means? I don't
4: think on jigsaw you swipe. I heard it. I heard it means that you like what you're looking at. I can't confirm. Why? But you know, (laughs) I'm just saying. I heard it's a thing.
3: What's (laughs) that?
2: This has been so much fun, gentlemen. Talking boys talk. As I think long. that's a perfect place for, to wrap up. Girls Look at talk, boys talk. and by Jigsaw, the <laughs> official dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. For up for Patrick Nessy. I'm Haley Sutton. We will talk to you tomorrow.
1: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club.
0: How about you, Cowboys? Yeah!